This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are preparing for Palm Springs Winter Break at the end of this week, and we are going to print off a list of the dances that we do every week uh, that are requested at Twin Oaks and Hot Monk, uh, where we usually teach for our DJ, and he will have that for the folks to initial uh, their requests, and then he can play whatever looks like is in high demand. Uh, in preparation for this printout, since we're going to be out of town and not able to teach during our usual teach time, uh, we are taking a look at our list and thinking kind of conceptually about what dances feel like opener dances, what dances feel like the middle of the action, the meat of the night kind of dances, and which ones are better saved for maybe after hours, uh, end of the night, hardcore people who just do not want to leave until the last song has played. And along the way, we may mention, yeah, this this one has a quality of, you know, blah, and, uh, you know, it feels kind of light. You know, you wouldn't want to put that on after a really grim and gritty, scuffy booty kind of a dance. So this would be better earlier or maybe at your local church social. Going down the list alphabetically, we're going to start with A Little Bit Lit. What do you think about A Little Bit Lit? Well, A Little Bit Lit is one of those that I would put... Not as an opener dance, but it definitely isn't like a peak dance either. I would say it's it's earlier in the evening, just when things are starting to switch over um, to having a little bit more meat on their bones dance-wise and maybe even song-wise. Um, it's a beginner level, so beginners can still kind of jump in and, and try and follow it. So it's nice having it earlier in the evening because generally speaking, that's when our beginners are really there and raring and ready to go. Um, it's not exactly a light, like peppy song, but it's also not like a really, you know, nitty gritty grind your boot kind of dance either. So I think it definitely belongs more earlier in the evening but not quite like first opener dance or something like that. Yeah, I think we've discussed before how it kind of feels like a preparation or an introduction to the night in the way that he says, let's get lit. It's not one of those dances that's saying, we're doing this right now. This is occurring all around you. It's like, hey, let's get ready to do this later in the night. And that's where that kind of dance should be, early, uh, early enough so that you can still imagine what you're getting ready for. And... Maybe you wouldn't want it absolutely first because it does still have a little bit of an edge to it, but uh, early enough so that you know you have that coming through the door, starting to get excited feeling. Aces and eights. Well, aces and eights, I would put a little bit later than a little bit lit. Um, I still don't think it's quite peak of the night. But it's definitely much closer to the peak of the night because it is that because we used it to the original track, which is Dead Man's Hand. So it's got that um, that grind, rough country um, kind of feel to it. And so it definitely is more of a cathartic kind of feeling dance to me. And I tend to put that kind of energy closer to the peak of the night, but it's not quite a party dance the way I would think of like as a peak night you know the peak of the night I tend to think of those more as a little bit challenging a little bit more challenging as well as like everybody let's just party let's just have fun let's go all out we've been doing this for a few hours now let's really really sweat you know stuff like that whereas ace and eights is kind of like getting closer to that to me I think I would put it maybe three quarters through for me uh, because I think another thing that we've talked about uh, especially as it pertains to one of the dances coming up in a couple um, there is almost like a, not a reset button but a, a second beginning of the night that can happen where at the very beginning it's you know the people who are going to be calling it a night early you know people who know all the classic dances and you know they 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 do all all the oldies and uh, and then they leave and and that's their night they're happy with that and then like about halfway through you start seeing the kids show up 
and they they want this like new sound and and new party kind of dances. So if you play this too early, they're going to miss this one, and and you wouldn't want them to miss it, but you might want them to gear up to it. So while there might be some party dances that get you into the spirit, this one definitely I, I wouldn't say is like you know late night hardcore. It has a step clap and a step clap, and I mean I wouldn't say that's like you know the the peak challenge of your dance night. Uh, but it's still, you know, pretty bumping, as the young folks say. So maybe half. They say that? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't asked the young folks anything in a while. Uh, I'm not sure if you have, but no. sometimes we ask them what dances they want to learn. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would say it's a little bit pat. You know, yeah, maybe between that halfway reset point and the three quarter point, kind of like a little bit lit. You wouldn't want it at the very beginning, but maybe two or three songs from after that point. So once you've reset the night and and kind of started the party half, this would be the second or third after that reset button. Okay. Okie dokie. After that, we have one of your recent teaches, After Party. So now After Party is a little bit tricky. And the reason why I say After Party is, a tri- is tricky is because we actually song switched it to House Party, which I think sets a different tone for the dance itself than if you were to do it to the original track that Maurice had choreographed it to. Um, given the fact that we did it to House Party, I would definitely put it... Um, Getting a little bit closer to peak of the night or even coming down from peak of the night into the late night. It would be on one side or the other uh, because it is a versatile dance. It can go to many different tracks. The dance itself is a little bit challenging, but not too crazy out there. So it does afford a little bit of uh, thought process and uh, people have to really kind of know what they're doing with this dance as opposed to just kind of picking it up on the floor if they're a first timer. Um, but it's also not like, I don't know. I, I have a very, I have a few that we do that are like 100%. This is middle of the night. This is what you want the most people around to do this dance. And I see that just, like I said, on the outside of either side, either going into that or coming out of it. I, I think I would agree. Uh, it For me, I mean, it, he's talking about a house party. He's not saying come to the club and you know buy drinks from our bartender, which are always great dances to have when that's where you're hosting your dance night. Uh, so I wouldn't want them to start thinking about home too soon. But it'll, it's also kind of innocent. You know, talking about dancing around in your living room, it's, it's not like, oh, yeah, here's all these swears you can't play earlier in the night. So, yeah, it, it, it's, on, it's during the kids' half, I would say. Um, the second, you know, the second half, but not at the peak, uh, as as you were mentioning, maybe just after the peak, uh, since you were saying it could go either direction. I would say once people are like, yeah, oh my gosh, I sweated so much. I can't believe I danced that really hard dance. They can sit down and if they, if they miss this one, it doesn't, it's not so bad because if they're really into that dark sound, then this might not be for them anyway. So this would be like at that three quarter point, just past the peak, starting to think about home, but still enough dancing left in the night that you don't want to, you know, start slowing down the energy. You know, you still want them to dance, but you know, it's it's letting them know. Um, you know it, that if you if you are just getting here to the bar now, like you'll you'll need to dance every dance the rest of the night to really feel like you danced. Yeah. After that, we have ain't too cool, and this for me I can sum up as being my halfway reset button. It's it's him telling somebody get out here, party it down. You know, I, I ain't too cool to dance, and neither are you. Let's let's all have a good time. And I wouldn't start the night with that because it does have a non-country sound and a lot of people come to Country Line Dance Night expecting Country Line Dances. So I'd put more oldies up front probably in the first half. But this kind of introduces, you know, the kids half and and that new sound. And, uh, you know, it's 32 counts that are kind of challenging. So, you know, it's easing you into the eventual peak. Okay. So to kind of give an idea, we have a four to five hour night and I'm going to, I'm going to basis most of this on a five-hour night I would say that this would be in that third hour so this is getting into the peak this is the middle of the road this is the peak hour Um, I would put it in that hour 
but I wouldn't call it my peak song. It might be like the first one or second one I play in that third hour because of the fact that it's a harder dance. Um, it requires a lot of energy and a lot of fun is had and it's, it's a peppy song and this way like the beginners at this point have danced for two hours in theory uh they get a a break um some of the people who are know this track and really really enjoy this this dance can actually show off with this dance too so it, it presents itself into a look what else is possible if you stick with this um and again it's not quite that peak but it's it's in that time frame. I agree. After that, we have All Shook Up. Definitely uh, an oldie and a classic. Uh, it would really mess with the energy, I think, of you know, if you were to do like, going ham, four on the floor, All Shook Up. It would be weird. The wolf, you know, it, it's just out of place. So I, I think I'd go on the earlier side. It is, you know, an older dance. So the, the folks who are going to be heading home earlier will want to dance this before they go, I would imagine. And a lot of the younger folks who are just getting into line dance now might not be sold on this as they might not have as much of a personal connection with the song or the artist. And the cover is by Billy Joel. And how many people listened besides us to Billy Joel when they were growing up? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I, I would go earlier. Yeah, I'd say within the first, maybe for first couple of the second hour. So like the first hour to the first couple songs into the second hour. But I'd really keep it in that first hour. I would almost even put it closer to the first couple songs only because people are still coming in at that point. And where we're at, it's not as hugely popular so you can get a few people on the dance floor who really know it and really enjoy it and then they can have a little bit more fun with it too because there's more space so I would definitely put it in the first hour but if I needed something and I realized oh I haven't played this yet I could play it within the first song or two of the second after that we have Alley Cat oh wow one of uh, Jeff's go-to teaches Alley Cat I know uh, Gary Clayton likes to play this as his first song, just traditionally, at every social he DJs. And he's been doing this for years in the Bay Area. Uh, that's definitely a way to do it. I know that uh, I have not seen a lot of the you know 20 to 30-year-old crowd call this their favorite dance, and yet the floor is still full for it. So I would say this would be somewhere in, depending what song you do with it, maybe somewhere in uh, the second hour as one of those like flexible transition uh, dances. It's kind of like Tush Push. You could song change it to anything that, that suits the transition between two seg uh, sections of the night. And Alley Cat can be a good cool down uh, for some people. Uh, or, depending on the song, it can start getting them prepared for what, what sound is going to come next. I was definitely going to say it depends on, on the song itself. Uh, but I would probably put it in that same kind of time frame, like second hour kind of, where it's not quite an opener dance, but it definitely isn't peak or late night or anything like that. So, Okay, then we have American Kids. I, oh, uh, I have a feeling we're going <laughs> to disagree on this one. Interesting. Oh. I mean, okay, so at events, this is like the fourth song played. Uh, when, you're, when you're warming the crowd up and you've already played Pontoon, 50 Ways, and Gypsy Queen, why not some American kids? Is that her hand clap? So, um, I mean, if you were holding the tradition with events and getting people mentally prepared to go to those, then yeah, like, why not? Put it as one of the first few. Uh, but I, I, would, I would actually say this for our clientele because of the somewhat difficult asymmetrical nature of the dance and the quicker pace i would say this is getting toward ain't too cool halfway point um because it's still country like i said people come to these nights sometimes expecting country they want just some simple 32 count not a whole lot of crazy tag restart business that only has the one restart and you can hear it, you can hear it in the music 16 counts in um I think this would be one of the last that you would hear before it turns into kid crazy time. 
See, and I knew we were going to disagree. Interesting. I knew it. Granted, I thought we were going to disagree for more specific reasons. I thought you were going to say because of all of our kids. And when I say our kids, which is really funny for most people who call us kids, um, it's the kids we teach at Sonoma State University Line Dance Club. They love this track. They love this dance. They're out there every time. They request it every time. They initial it every time. They should just show up earlier because I think this is an opener dance. (laughs) Hands down. If they want to dance it, they should be there on time. (laughs) Um, Because I wholeheartedly think of this one as one of those first hour, maybe just barely transitioning into the second hour dances. Yes, it is a little bit symmetrical, but everybody loves this track. Everybody sings along who doesn't even know the dance. I see so many beginners attempt to follow it anyways. And yes, sometimes it's tricky. It is asymmetrical. It does have the restart, but I really do like it as the opener dance. All right. After that, we have a local choreographer's dance here, uh, Baby DNCE with me. This one's tricky because the group that sings it, DNCE, doesn't fit in with a lot of the rest of the playlist. Uh, If you were going by that, I would say second half, second half of the night, the non-country or less country half. However, if you're doing um, the country song switch to Josh Turner's Why Don't We Just Dance, I could see this being in the first quarter of like the first hour because it's, how many counts is it? 24? It's 24 counts. It's a beginner dance. People can jump in if they want, and slow enough that you can see what's happening. It's not like it's uh, it's not that many counts, but it's so quick that you know you get lost, a ghost train or something. Uh, it, it's followable, I think. So ideally, if people wanted to try one of the dances that we didn't teach and they're first-timers, maybe they would give this one a go. And if that's the case, since it is to a country track, I would say first hour and early in that first hour. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it and really where it fits. Because it's one of those that I've definitely noticed that we will throw in just about anywhere, um, depending on who requests it when. And that's the biggest thing is like it generally would fit really, really well in the first hour, like you were saying. However, it tends not to be the go-to request for people. So they tend it tends to actually get played later in the evening, although I think it belongs closer to the beginning. So I think um, I might need to put that back on my teach and get people who know it <laughs> to request it earlier in the evening because I think it would really fit well. I happen to enjoy it to both the original track and the song switch but I think if we did it to the song switch earlier in the evening people would really be able to enjoy it because it is a country track and like you said most of the people who come to our events or our events um our hot monk or twin oaks nights they do know that there is some country and some non-country but generally speaking in the beginning of the night they really enjoy their country so yeah mentally I guess I'm just discounting this idea that some of these dances are requested by say for example we have we have somebody who comes oh maybe nine o'clock and the 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 event or you know each of these nights is technically supposed to end around 10 or 11 and the person requests some of the older line dances that we would put in the first hour um, so I, I just kind of ignore Ignore that kind of thing, as well as the fact that sometimes, if I'm behind the keyboard, I may push dances that I choreographed later in the night because I feel like I'm imposing on people, even I, if they request it. I totally understand, because when you tell me, like, oh, my Uber driver is full, I'm like, really? Can we wait to play it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somehow that happened. Even looking at this particular um, request list, we had... Lonely Drum, K is for Kicks, My Uber Driver, MIB, and Dem Jeans completely fill up in their, was it nine, eight or nine boxes? Eight boxes of uh, initials requested, and yeah. four on the floor was almost there as well. So somehow, I don't know, K is for Kicks and My Uber Driver grew on people, but we push those later and they usually get pushed because when it's us in charge, they don't need to dance our dances now. Nah. <laughs> 
Uh, so anyways, after that is Baby Likes to Rock It, and that is one of the specifics that I, again, would say I think should be in the first hour. The reason we play it later is because somebody who really likes it sometimes shows up later. Uh, I think that is a perfect one for giving people a realistic expectation of at least part of the night. When they come in, and they're all dressed up, and they think, I'm going to have a theme night, I'm going to get together with my girls, and we're going to be all country and stuff. And then they hear some classic country sounds, or at least... You know, for some people, it's classic country. It's older country. Um, that would be a line dance, a two-wall line dance to go with that, that many people know, and they feel like they're they're at the right place. If they were to show up and hear some, let's say, Shoop or Sweet But Psycho, some uh, completely non-country, out-of-genre types of music, they would be confused and possibly upset. Baby Likes to Rock It is a good one for that first hour to let them know that um, at least part of the night, it will be exactly the way they pictured. And I would definitely put it in the second hour. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say because it's upbeat, because it's getting into that nitty gritty, um, like cathartic sounding song and the dance itself definitely requires energy. I would put it into that second um, hour, maybe even closer transitioning, getting into our party hour or our peak hour. I guess if I were to support that with two things in the the song slash dance, the twists that happen could be perceived as booty shaking. And the line in the song about showing off her chest is mildly risque. So maybe, yeah, you wouldn't want those in the first hour when families are still finishing their meal with little Timmy and Sally. And, you know, they hear that and think, oh, we're not going to no country line dancing for you, young Mr. And Mrs. <laughs> I don't know why they're married at that age to anyone. But, uh, you know, that that would be one of those songs that, yeah, it's just like a little cheeky. So I could see I could see why second hour would be better than first uh, in that case. After that, we have another local choreographer's dance back in your heart. It's very upbeat. Uh, it is beginner-friendly. It is not country whatsoever. I would say maybe as like the third teach of the night uh, for either of the instructors. That way, it's getting toward that non-country portion of the night, but still early enough to keep the beginners who have decided to stick it out. Beyond a certain point, the beginners, I think, accept, oh, okay. I guess there are all, a lot of people here who know these dances already, so they're going to do those now, and you know we can try to watch or request this teach. Uh, but with this third teach of the night, they're still there. This might be the last one they take, and it'll give them a good taste in their mouth as far as uh, you know, happy music and manageable steps. I think that's a pretty good assessment, third teach, which would place it like late in the second hour. Um, getting ready to transition into that party time, you know, peak hour sound. It is a very accessible dance. I absolutely love the dance. It is one of my favorites right now. And I am, I will dance at any time it gets played. It doesn't matter what hour it actually gets played. But if I was to create a playlist of highs and lows and ups and downs and that kind of stuff, it would probably be closer to the, the, party time all right after that we have back it up absolutely late night uh it's got tricky turns even for me and it's a two wall 32 count no tag no restart dance but that's what happens when you have a, a talented choreographer like darren bailey as well as uh rayon sarlemagne uh, at the helm for this one and it does not sound at all country. It's Caro Emerald. It's very bluesy, like, ooh, undercover, underground, what's the password kind of a, a dance. And this is definitely last hour. And it has more often than not, I would say, even ended up in the last half hour. Like squeezing in dances before we got to go because the bartender wants to go home that late in the night. That's my opinion. Yeah, I would definitely place this late in the fourth hour, fifth hour range. Absolutely. Um, it's got that dark, smoky room feel to it um, when dancing it. So I would definitely want to make sure that like the atmosphere is right for that. We've turned the lights down by that point. Um, we've definitely stopped lessons at that point. Um, there's not as many people 
at that point. So it definitely turns into more of a underground speakeasy kind of feel. All right. Uh, we have also in the back section from Back in Your Heart and Back It Up, we have Back on Texas Time. And this one is very mellow. It's beginner. Uh, I would say first portion of the second hour because there are some parts that can be a little tricky crossing your legs over each other can be hard for a beginner doing half turns can be difficult for a beginner i would say maybe like second teach because it's still country but it's at low speed and it's not getting into like nightclub tear up dirt roads kind of country sound it's like hey let's all get together on texas time yeah, that uh, that to me says beginning of second hour, maybe end of first hour, but you know, half of one, six a dozen of another. I don't know. That yeah, roughly that's actually what I was thinking. It's a great transition song, dance, and song where I would second teach makes sense to me, um, which would put it transitioning between the first hour and the second hour somewhere in the that four to five song range where you're finishing up one feeling kind of starting to head into the other um it's still very very light-hearted and sweet which is why i can see it still being in that first hour but like you said the dance is a little bit trickier for a first timer not just a beginner but a first timer that they they would have a little bit more trouble trying to just pick it up on the dance floor so i can also see it being a first couple into the second hour so a couple that are in the write-in category that uh, would alphabetically be in this neighborhood are Asking Questions and Babylon. For Asking Questions, I would say it is tricky. I remember teaching that at Stoney's. I remember teaching it at Hot Monk. And it is one of those that once you know it, you know, your body just does it. You don't have to think about it. It's not that hard. But to teach it? Oh, man. Like, they have to really want to learn that dance. <laughs> and... And it's not even like one of the hardest ones we teach, but there's something about it. It's just so efficient. You really can't afford to miss your weight or your walls on anything in here because you're going to be thrown off for the next few patterns. And I would say that's maybe slightly more challenging than Ain't Too Cool, but it's also country. So maybe in that overlapping period of time just past Ain't Too Cool or getting toward it, um, in the end of the second hour, first half of the third hour. If more people knew it, I would agree. But there's like three or four of us who know it. So at well, because we've taught it the one time and we never pushed it again because everybody just they really struggled with it. They really did. Um, and I think it was just a little bit too advanced for our brand new beginners at the time. I mean, I think if we t- retaught it now quite a few more people would be able to jump in on it and absolutely it would fit where you were saying other than that i think it's literally one of those oh look the three people who know it are here let's play it right now no one else is here first dance let's get them warmed up get it out of the way um people are ordering food and ordering drinks and getting settled in they're still paying cover charge so we don't it doesn't kill the flow of the night where you know you have like 20 to 40 people on the floor and then all of a sudden you have three so i would definitely right now with how many people who know it would put it early but if we can get it on the teach schedule again and get it broken down for people i think they could more people would know it and more people would enjoy it so then i would put it next to ain't too cool yeah i guess um if you're looking at specifics you can kind of look at the night for whoever you know wherever it is that you are Um, You can look at the night sort of like a big bell where you're not going to probably have that many people who show up on time. So, yeah, you do get those dances that are just play it now before they even have a chance to request it. Um, And that way you're not just playing filler music and wasting time and wasting playlist slots. So if that for you is asking questions, then that would fill that uh, that position. At the end of the night, you have a similar thing at the other end of the bell where it's, you know, well these are the last three people who are here. What are the ones that they know? And then here are these other two people who have been coming in and out. Oh, we have them for a second, play theirs, and then just go back and forth between the two groups. Uh, So it wouldn't be an exact clean bell of 
three people, four people, five people, floor, full, 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 and then diminishing, diminishing, diminishing. You wouldn't want to play them by those requests, I would say. You'd want kind of like a shakiness to it. So if you are getting toward the peak of the night and you're alternating between something that has like 20 people and then you want fewer, you don't go down to three. You go down to like 15, 10 minimum. But you still want to save all your really popular ones for that big meaty portion. Because otherwise, if it's that, if that, if it's that popular of a dance, somebody who came early wants to do it before it gets too late. So you got to play it you know, before it gets too late. But somebody who shows up later and wants to skip all the beginner teaches... They want it. They want it played um, and not have missed it. They don't want it played so early that they miss it. So your middle of the night is gonna wherever you are for whatever your dance selection is probably going to look something like that. So again, for me, I'm just ignoring our people entirely as far as uh, what our specific people would do. But um, yeah, in general, that that is an excellent strategy to have. Is know which people show up early. Know which dances only they know and like. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then Babylon was the other one. And yeah, well, if we're looking at specifics, it's only Sonoma State who knows that. We've never taught it, but it's re- got requests almost all the way through the boxes. So we would just wait probably until all the club people are there, play it then, whenever that happens to be. Probably in like the fourth hour after most of the country people have left, but before some of our people start getting sleepy. Pretty much because I don't think we've ever actually taught it at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks, so it would only pretty much be our club people who know it. So it would be when the majority bulk of them are there. That's not peak hour. Okie dokie. Next up is Boots. There's another one for the uh, folks at Sonoma State Lion Dance Club. But again, if I were ignoring that and just listening to the sound of it and looking at the complexity of the dance, I would say that this would be in that third fourth hour where it's it's kesha talking about waking up with this dude and that's not that's not for little timmy's ears um the the difficulty of it can i mean it fits really well with the music but the difficulty might intimidate some beginners but it's still important that they see it they have they at least should know on their way out the door that this dance exists it's pretty cool so i would say maybe around you know end of third hour beginning of fourth hour I would agree. I would definitely put it fourth hour and maybe depending on how the night was flowing right at the tail end of the third. But um, yeah, I would definitely want people to see it. I know they enjoy watching the dance because it's fun choreography and the people who know it um, are more than just our kids. It's actually some of uh, Dolly's students as well. And they're there first thing in the evening too. So like, you know, they tend to leave a little bit earlier Um so I would definitely say like late, late third hour, beginning of fourth hour. After that, we have bullfrog sitting on a log. I don't know the rest of the words that come after that part. Uh, yeah, bullfrog on a log by, I want to say, Keftikani. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this is beginner friendly, but it's also got kind of a darker country sound. Uh, but it's about positive things. So he's not saying I'm going to go get you know wasted, and make bad choices. He said I've got a good feeling. I, I I've you know got a feeling. It sure feels good. So you would want the beginners to know that that's there. Um, again, this might be one of those third teach situations. Uh, really grab the beginners before they leave, but also don't mess too much with like the sound of the night. So that it's not pure and innocent anymore, but it's also not like, oh gosh, are they allowed to play that? It's it's getting toward that like innocent kind of fun, maybe like halfway through third hour, getting toward four on the floor, but not that difficult yet. Yeah, I would definitely put it, so if I'm looking at the five hour um, tally marks, I guess, pin or my uh, markers, um, I would put it, Somewhere second hour towards the end, like middle to end of second hour, so that it's kind of like that falls in that like second teach category where um, keep in mind it's second teach for one of the three choreographers or the three instructors. So <laughs> it, it, it our second teaches tend to be in the second hour. Um, and so 
I would put it in that because it's a very accessible beginner dance. Most people can follow it, even if they don't accurately get the heels part of it. They can. I've seen so many people pick it up at this point that I can do it. It's a fun song. It's still that country, but it's not quite nitty gritty yet, which would be where I would put towards the end of the second hour, or beginning of the third. So. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like a kids bop cover of fake ID sound, but like it is it's like mm, I'm talking like this as though we're going to chain smoke and stuff. But he's not singing about things that are that, you know, messy. So yeah, depending if you're looking at the lyrics, then it's still safe enough for the kids, I think from what I remember, I'd have to look it up to be sure. Um Yeah. Uh yeah, okay. No, I can see that. And you're the one who usually teaches it anyway, so you're probably the expert on the subject. I can see that being a good spot for it. After that, we have Can <laughs> and Walk Away, another one by local choreographers. Now, this one's got kind of like a mood to it, kind of an off-in-the-distance stare, uh, yearning for this person. So that's a little bit, you know, I don't want to say darker, but a little bit um, murkier than your simple, you know, Watermelon Crawl, God Bless Texas kind of a sound. So also, I mean, if we're getting into specifics, we would push this later because it's us. <laughs> and um, we also have to keep in mind that Betsy will probably want to dance it and she leaves, you know, before the end of the night. So whatever the latest possible time is that we can play it, um, that's when it would fit. So maybe what, like third, end of third, top of fourth hour. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to place it. Okay. After that's Copperhead Road. This one's tricky because he sings about some drugs and some moonshine and, um, yet it's also a very good beginner dance that they can, they can get. Now, I think what this one is though, is useful for that second half crowd where they think they're not beginners. So they're like, oh, I don't need these beginner teaches. I can show up later and do the cool dances. But they have trouble with the cool dances. <laughs> so Copperhead's one of those where they know they got it. And they they can feel like they're dancing four on the floor, except it's really Copperhead. And uh, that would put it at, I would say, around... If I, if I could push it late enough, I would say fourth hour. But definitely it's one of those peak dances. Everyone gets on the floor for it. I'd throw watermelon crawl after it just because, you know, tradition and watermelon crawl is kind of an earlier sort of a feel. So it, it would be right at the peak. It's if you flipped it around and did watermelon crawl and copperhead on the other end, that would be a really clear representation of all the nice, neat, clean parts of country. And then watermelon crawls at the top. And then going down the other end of the hill is Copperhead Road with all the other dirty, messy parts of country and everything uh, that follows that you probably don't want to play for your grandparents. But uh, because we went to Mavericks and Kodiaks, it would be it would have to be Copperhead and Watermelon Crawl. I hear the opening notes of Watermelon Crawl when Copperhead finishes. I blame Jeff, <laughs> which technically at the time. It's probably well. You would be Ryan, but I blame Jeff because Jeff was DJing at uh, KJ's before we went to Mavericks. So, yeah, um, I would definitely put it top of the third hour. Third hour is your peak meaty bits. It's the one where everybody's there. Everybody's ready. You've been dancing all night. They're really just wanting to let the last little bit of their steam go, or they're just like getting into their dance night, getting ready to really let go if they're the more advanced dancers. And so that's where that peak falls. And it's it's certainly one of those that I wouldn't put it like this is the peak of the peak songs, but I would definitely put it in like the first two songs of the third hour. And it's still by that point early enough that it fits in with the earlier country that was played. It's not going to get into all this like weird stuff that we play for them at club. After that, we have Cut and I Joe, a very light, you know, run around the outside kind of a dance. Easy for beginners, but you don't really need to teach it every week. They can probably follow it. And Rednecks as a country artist group. Um, doesn't I mean it's not like you know playing the fireman or something it does sound like newer country it sounds more in line with something like Copperhead 
So I would say within a few songs of Copperhead. So around that time, uh, probably toward the later side though, uh, like after Copperhead so that they still have like the last remnants of some beginner dances. That way also the intermediate dancers get a break. They don't have to dance this. And, um, it, it still has enough. It's kind of like I was saying about Copperhead. It feels like you're dancing something harder than you are, uh, because of the way it sounds. It sounds a little bit n- night country er. I'll go with what you said. All right. After that, we have cruising. Now, if you're doing it to the original, you know what? For for anything, I'm just used to Jeff doing it early. And if you do it to the original, still cruising by the Beach Boys, that is so. Yeah, like within the first five dances. It's a one-wall dance. Yeah, there are some turns. You could follow it. You could follow it and just, you know, pretend you had your weight on the right foot. And that song is so clean and easy and throwback. Even if you were to do, let's say if you were to do it to one of the ones that they did it, like, you know, Mavericks or or Kodiak Jacks, like Crash and Burn, Beer Money, Kiss the Girl, Kiss a Girl, then it it would still fit in very well with Dizzy in the second hour. But, yeah, first two hours... Ideally to the original song, because I like playing stuff to the original song. I think you like hearing stuff to the original songs as well. Uh, Yeah, first five songs. I wholeheartedly agree. Dance like your daddy. Oh. Now, see, here's a tricky one. I think I would put it... I want to say third hour going into fourth. The reason why is although it's a very accessible dance, it is Megan Trainer, so it's not country. It's fun. People enjoy it. So it's a party kind of dance, but it wouldn't be peak dance for me. Like I don't, I don't see everybody running out to the floor and this is your peak moment as a DJ playing this track. So I think it's kind of like on that, like getting into the later night because it's starting to, because the the way I see the third hour, the third hour is the the truest mix of country and pop slash hip hop dances. Um, it's the truest mix between the easy and the hard. Like you're going to get such a balance in this hour because of the way the songs are choreographed to the way the dances sound or to the Sorry, the way the dances are choreographed to the way the songs sound. Um, so I would put this on the going into the late night side only because I don't really see it as a an open side. I see it more as the other side. We're still partying. We're still having a good time, but we're kind of winding down a little bit for the beginners, getting ready to shoot into the late night. I can also see how... Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel peak, and it, it's one of those where okay, so in the last half hour, if you play the wrong song, people will go home. They'll be like, "Oh, I don't know this one. I don't like this one. I'm gonna go home." You have to be really careful in that last half hour. However, in that in the half hour before the last half hour, you have a little bit more leeway so that you can get away with something like this, and people will be like, "Oh, well." He said that that other one that we requested was going to be on later, so I guess I'll do this one now. But they won't make that their last dance of the night. If they, if they know this and it's not their favorite, they'll just leave. But if they know this and a really good one's coming up and you told them that the really good one's coming up and it's still a, enough of the evening to go that they believe you, then they'll dance it. And that's that's one of the things that can help stretch out the night a little bit later is putting little dances in uh, like this to kind of fluff the runtime where... It might not be anyone's first pick, um, and it would probably throw off the groove of high-energy stuff at the peak, but um, it would be good as one of those bridge dances, before the, 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 the second or third before their last dance. But definitely wouldn't want it in the last half hour, because as I said, you got to be careful. I, I mean, we played something the other night. Of course, nobody knew it. We were the only two people who knew it, and... Um, in the video, because we we had a video of it, you could see people leaving during it. Like, 
the, I, I've, I've seen that happen before where, you know, somebody's obscure request will come in. Somebody from out of town from like SoCal or somebody somewhere will, will, um, will request something. And it's late enough in the evening that people are just looking for an excuse. And if they don't know the dance, that's their excuse. They have three minutes to say their goodbyes before anyone notices. And, um, I definitely, before that reason would, would want to keep it, you know, earlier than that, but not too early. <laughs> After that, we have dim jeans, dim jeans, very beginner friendly, probably your last teach of the night. Um, it's good for beginners. It's good for drunk people, but it's also talking about tight jeans around a, a PHAT booty. So it's in your later set. Most definitely, without a doubt. But you won't want to play it too late because people actually want to dance this. And they might be you know, on their way home uh, if you play it in the last hour. So I would say toward the end of the third hour, beginning of the fourth. I agree. That's a really good assessment. After that, we have Dizzy. And let's assume for the moment that it's to the original song. I would go second hour for the similar reasons as Cruisin'. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I would definitely put it second hour. Um, it is a little bit harder dance, so like the beginners would have a little bit trouble following it, but it would give them a break briefly and they can enjoy it. Um, again, this is if we're using it to the original track. If we're using it to some of our song track, song change tracks, it would definitely go fourth hour instead, but that's because of the sound of the song. Um, the dance, like I said, it's it's not a, a beginning, a middle, or an end. It's the in-between. And I think the one that you're thinking of, the song that you're thinking of, is uh, Bring Down the House by Dean Brody in particular. And that one sounds like, ooh, no one's around. We can do it now to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to the original, it's very much classic country. And in that second hour, even if people aren't dancing it because they don't know it or they they're just getting through the door, it's... It's something that they can see and be like, ooh, that looks like fun. It's a good first impression to make on people who are new to line dance. And, you know, with the the sound effects that people make, the woos and, and doing it contra, it's light, innocent, high energy fun. And I think everyone should see it at least, at very least. So in the second hour, you are guaranteed to expose it to a lot of people. Okie dokie. After that, we have... The electric slide. Now, this one also depends on the song. What's the first thing you think of for electric slide? Man, I feel like a woman. So where would you put it for that? I, well, I was going to say, I think electric slide, just as a dance, regardless of what track you put it to, belongs in the opening of the peak hour. Mm. And the reason why so many people know it. Um, so this is when you're going to have the most amount of people in your building on your floor and you don't want to play it first thing because you're going to get those later people that really want to do it and you don't want to play it last thing because you want the people who can just follow it on the floor to be able to give it a chance. So I would definitely put it opening around the same areas, Copperhead and Watermelon Crawl kind of feel where it would be like, all right. Now, now we got a full house. Let, let's go ahead and play some stuff, get people going. It's certainly one that I would play after um, like four on the floor or something like that where there's fewer people who know that dance because it is a harder dance. Here's an easy one that's going to fill the floor. So it's it's a matter of like looking at that. So I would definitely put it in that third peak hour range. Yeah, it's that's definitely an excellent place for it. Um, I mean, even regardless of song, um, if it's to man, I feel like a woman, you're going to get those people who've had a few drinks and they're having a good time. They want to sing along. Well, oh, they want to like get get real into it. Um, so, yeah, too early and they wouldn't have had their drinks yet. They wouldn't be feeling karaoke or slash dance hour yet. Um, <clears throat> I like it as an in case of emergency break glass kind of a dance to throw in there for for the people who did just sit out of something a little bit harder. Um, and this way you don't have to do cha-cha slide. You don't have to do wobble. You don't have to do Cupid shuffle even. Um, it's still what I consider, you know, one of the classic country line dances, uh, that you can do a lot of, like you can do Elvira and a lot of people will get into it, you know, with Elvira. Cupid shuffle is a line dance. It is not a country line dance. So this is one of those that can still be thrown in at the drop of a hat and is very easily, um, a, a country song playable, uh, line dance. 
After that, we have Easy Shuffle, one of the teaches that you've been doing lately. Very beginner-friendly by Larry Bass. Well, considering the dance is cowboy up, um, I would probably put it in the end of the first hour, beginning of the second hour. It's a very accessible dance. It's a lot of fun. I've been teaching it a couple couple times now, and people have really kind of attached themselves to it. Uh, gives them a little bit of permission to be goofy, but not too much out of the realm of normal, just because we throw in the lasso bit um, during the shuffles when she says cowboy up. And so it gives them the permission to have a little bit more fun. Um, so I would definitely put it like second hour. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Syncopation is a little bit harder than like Love You More, which has no syncopation, which would may- maybe be a good first teach. And yeah, it's still easy enough in country um, to, to fit in in that first half of the night. So yeah, second hour, I could see that. After that is Flying 8. Flying 8. I don't know where. Travels all over the floor. I don't know where to put this one, honestly. It's a high energy dance, but there's only a handful of people who know it. It's not really a high energy, or sorry, a, um, a sweet energy, and it's not really like a dirty, nitty gritty energy, and it's not really a spooky late night kind of feel. So I really have no idea where I would classify this one. I would say that during the period of time after Ain't Too Cool, when you're alternating between high energy for line dance club, you know, 20 to 30 year olds, and high energy folks who came out for a good night of dancing but know all the older dances and aren't ready to go home yet, like uh, we used to see at Mavericks a lot, you know, people who just wanted the uh, the early portion of the night but still wanted to like feel like they were really dancing, dancing. They just don't want to dance like four on the floor. It's not, it's not, that's not the sound for everyone. Flying eight is, is light sounding, but you're still pounding some floorboards with that one. You're moving around. It's like walking wazzy. Uh, so I would say it would be during, during the peak and before it gets too dirty. So shortly after, maybe, you know, five songs after ain't too cool. Um, you're still kind of going back and forth between some of the country stuff from earlier, some of the daytime picnic sounding country and starting to transition into like not quite there yet, but going to be within another seven songs, the dark four on the floor, fake ID country. So high energy, but not dirty. I like it. I can go with that. After that we have, Hey, look at that. It's four on the floor. (laughs) That I, I would try to save uh, if all the people who want to do it are still there or have arrived, uh, I would say toward the end of that third hour, as I said, you know, maybe seven songs or so after Flying 8, Walkin' Wazzy, uh, High Energy, Clean Country. Yeah, I would definitely put it in the third hour, but I'd put it in the second half of the third hour. Definitely. After that, we have Going Ham. Similar kind of a nighttime country sound. Uh, I mean, he's he's talking about the things he's talking about are what you would do at a bar like later in the night. It's not like when you go out, um, let's say you go to one of those festivals in Europe where everyone has their cowboy hats and they're all dressed country. But like when you see the videos online, they're dancing in daytime in like a white tent. Going ham in a white tent in daytime seems weird. It's not really the atmosphere for that. You would want it to feel as nighttime as possible, but not like obscure dance, hardcore dancer territory of the last hour um, for going ham, I think. So that's when most of the people who've done all of their old, older line dances, um, you know, the, the, the folks who love Alley Cat, let's say, um, might not be as into going ham. So once those folks look like they're starting to transition out, but you still have beginners, kind of like the the 20 to 30-year-olds who are just kind of getting into line dance and showing up later, showing up at like 9.30, just went to in and out wherever they went for dinner, and now they're you know finally making their way in. That's when you would want to play going ham because that's going to get them excited for what their sound is. And... It's also meeting them at their difficulty level. So I would say maybe later part of the third hour, but maybe before four on the floor 
So after flying eight, before four on the floor. See, definitely third hour for sure. It's definitely one of the peak dances um, because of the difficulty level and the sound. And I think I would agree with you in the idea of like after flying eight, but before four on the floor. I think that's a, that's a good assessment somewhere in that that vicinity. After that's another one of your uh, recent teaches, and I would love to hear both of your answers on this. Groovy love to the original song, If Jesus Loves Me, and also to your recent song switch. So this one's a little bit tricky because we just started teaching it. So there's some people who really, really know it, and then there's other people who have not got a clue. So it's certainly one of those that I think is important for people to see because it is a very accessible dance. So I like it to the original track, um, probably late second hour, early third. However, now that I have played with it to the ACDC track, You Shook Me All Night Long, I want it in the third hour. I want as many people to know it as possible. I want them to have fun with it. It's a good, um, it's a, it's a great song and the dance just satisfyingly hits it in all of the cathartic nitty gritty places you would want it to. Um, and it is a little bit more of an advanced dance for our beginners, but it's not for on the floor. It's not one of these harder dances that they couldn't learn it. So I definitely would probably want it in the third hour, but I think second hour, maybe one of those kind of showcasey, look what's possible if you stick with it kind of things. I can see that. I could agree with that. Yeah, because like to the original, it kind of it does sound a little bit like "Ain't Too Cool," where it's dance music, but you're not sure if it's country. Like, what is this this music? But you know that you want to dance to it, yes. and that that second third hour area is is where a lot of good dance music should hang out. Uh, after that is "Hold My Beer While I Kiss Your Girlfriend." I for this think either a second or third song. Uh, because it still sounds like filler music, but it's country. So when you're walking in the building, you're taking off your coat, and you just hear this playing on the loudspeaker, you think, oh, they haven't started the night yet. It doesn't sound like a line dance, because nobody, like, there's no famous line dance to it. There's no classic line dance that you're missing out on if you hear this playing and you're not dancing to it. Um, so, you know, if, if you show up early enough for that, then great. Uh, otherwise, I would say in the same area as dance like yo daddy this could send people home if you play it too late because a lot of people probably will not know it but it's still lively enough like dance like yo daddy that they're they're willing to wait for a couple songs as long as theirs is coming soon their real end of the night dance as long as that happens they'll wait through hold my beer they'll they'll wait through dance like yo daddy yeah i would definitely put it after all shook up for sure and I would probably even put it after a little bit lit because it's kind of got that same feel as a little bit lit. But I, for whatever reason, I think a little bit lit is just a little bit lighter. And because the idea is like, um, yes, it's a little bit lit is like talking about a girl and how like she's the only one who has this effect on him. Like, that's the whole premise of the song. But, like, the words he uses go a little bit deeper than that. Whereas, hold my beer is, hold my beer while you I kiss your girlfriend because you're an idiot for not paying attention to her, basically. So, like, the song itself is a little bit more like, let me just smack you upside the head in your ego. And I'm just going to go dance with your girl. So, it sucks to be you. Um, it's got hitches. It's got grinds. So, it's a little bit nittier grittier of a dance so i would definitely put it after those two but still early enough in the evening huh. interesting see what my thinking was uh, with the lyrics that i wouldn't want too many people to be offended by it because they don't want to they don't want to hear if they if they miss too much of the song they won't understand why this guy is kissing somebody's girlfriend and the, it might put them in a sour mood but in that later night period they might not even hear it they might be home by then all right we got about one minute left let's do one more dance here i love a rainy night Early, early in the night because it just makes me happy. It makes me happy as well. I would say second hour, just like we were saying for the other good dance music. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be early in the night so that people can enjoy it. 
um, but not quite getting into that darker, partier side of it. All right. Well, in that case, we have time for one one more. Um, case for kicks? Anytime. It doesn't matter to me. It can be the first teach. It can be late night because everybody is intoxicated it could be peak hour because everybody loves it and fills the floor it that is one of those like versatile dances that i can teach at any time to anyone it could be kids it can be you know 20 year olds it can be 40 year olds it can be 70 year olds everybody enjoys that dance I will trust your judgment on K's for Kicks. You seem to know your stuff as it comes to that dance. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in to Lion Dance Podcast this week with... Megan Barcelia. And Christopher Gonzalez. We will be back with the rest of the dances on this list. And until that time, we will... See you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.